You are listening to Curious Cat, the podcast that examines the shadowy space where science and the supernatural collide. And I'm your host, Jennifer Holtz. Join me every week as I explore what it means to be a soul in a meat suit. Welcome to Curious Cat. special guest this week. If you listen to my bonus Halloween episode with that handful of ghost stories, then you'll remember her, Molly Caston, or Miss Melanie Knows, as she's known on socials. She's an intuitive psychic medium, a social media personality, and a journalist. She also conducts intuitive workshops, daily reads, and live broadcasts. Her talents range from tarot, oracle card readings, evidential mediumship, predictions, dowsing, pendulums, a Ouija, paranormal investigating, spirit communications, and mentorship. She recently, and I'm really glad she did this, added beauty and spirit to her resume because she is, first of all, absolutely gorgeous, but inside and out. But she generously shares all those things, beauty, fashion, and self-care with her viewers. I've placed the link to her website in the show notes if you'd like to book a personal or group reading or sign up for one of her workshops. Welcome to the show, Molly. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here again. Oh, I'm so glad you're, uh, you know, it took me a while to get the dust settled from the new year. And I'm just so <laughs> glad you're able to come back on for a full segment. It just I makes know. me so happy. So excited. I am too. So I always try to begin at the beginning. So tell my listeners, we'll assume they didn't hear the um, Halloween episode, which I'm sure they probably did. But how did you first discover that you had natural psychic abilities, like natural psychic gifts? Well, um, I think I talked about this in the last, <clears throat> excuse me, podcast. And when I was three, I had a near-death experience. I almost drowned in my grandmother's pool. And I had an experience. And soon after that, I started to see and hear spirit, um, actually visually, um, not just in my mind's eye. And, uh, you know, as a little kid, a three-year-old, of course, you know, oh, look at Molly's imagination. Isn't she interesting, you know, with her imagination <laughs> kind of thing. And then as I got older, you know, it was sort of uh, mistaken as kind of like mental illness, maybe. And of course, yeah. I'd been convinced to that point that probably what I was seeing wasn't real. And I spent a lot of my life doubting myself in many, many ways. And then about three or four years ago, I had always had interest in paranormal and in um, intuitive abilities, and it always had experiences. Uh, but again, I kind of brushed them off or didn't share them because I felt I was weird. I didn't belong. No one believed me. I didn't even believe me. <laughs> and about yeah. three or four years ago, it just kind of like became so prevalent. I couldn't ignore it anymore. And people around me saw it too and started saying, hey, you better look at this. And so it just kind of went from there. And the journey has been insane. In the last three years, it's just my whole life's changed completely in a good way. But, you know, it, it is a journey. So that's the one. Yeah. I, I, 
<laughs> uh, well, and and she's be, she's keeping it really brief because it is pretty incredible. My heart is broken because somehow I missed on your first telling at the Halloween episode that um, it was mistaken for mental health issues. Uh-huh. And um, because that was my next question is like, as a kid, as a child, um, was it something that your family encouraged? But um, it doesn't sound like that at all. Did you kind of pack away those boxes and um, until you were able to you know, have them? Or did those gifts feed away at you or like manifest in your body that you had to finally in the last three or four years, it had to come out. You had to go forward with wow, it. Wow, what a great question. Um, I think, I think what happened, my, my parents actually are quite supportive and I'm, and I'm certain that had they understood what was happening, they absolutely would have been more helpful. Um, I don't think, you know, I think they did what any parents would have done. You know, I think the, the metaphysical world is far more accepted nowadays and people understand or are at least curious more about it now. Um, but back then, mm-hmm. you know, my parents, this is the seventies, you know, they didn't really totally yeah. understand that. So, you know, they were trying to help and I get that. And unfortunately, you know, when I did bring up certain things, when I did see counselors or whatever, and, and I was tested, I mean, they did EKGs on me, they did brain scans, they sent me to psychiatrists and psychologists. Um, and people at school sometimes saw me act out. You know, there were times I had narcolepsy because I couldn't sleep because I was scared and I would fall asleep in school and scream in the middle of classes. So it was embarrassing, uh, too. You poor thing. And so I thought I was mm-hmm. a psycho. And yeah. I, you know, I was like, I'm a mess. But, um, you know, now that I've talked to my family and come out of the so-called spiritual closet, um, you know, some members don't totally love it, but um, they mostly understand now. At least it makes sense to them. Whether they believe it or not, I don't know. But they've been very supportive, more than I expected, to be honest with you. And I think uh, it's just a matter of, yeah, the boxes are put away because I'm not mad at anybody. I don't feel like yeah. they were purposely trying to, you know, squash my abilities or anything like that. Uh, it always was happening to me throughout my life. I didn't even know that other people noticed it. And uh, one of my childhood friends that I've actually been doing some collaboration with in the last year or two regarding this, um, she actually said to me one time, you know, Molly, it, I realized, I remember these things happening when you were a kid and I remember you seeing and sensing things and so forth. She says, and I remember, you know, you feeling weird and feeling left out and funny. And she says, and I always, you know, didn't really understand it. But she says, but now as an adult, she says, I think about how hard that must have been for you. And I, I, I was stunned that somebody understood, you know, she said, I realized how hard that must have been for you. I have no idea. Well, and all the countless people that you, by um, sharing your story, even now, somebody's going to be listening that you're giving them permission to say out loud what they've been seeing their whole life and maybe what they've been denying themselves. And that is beautiful because part of what I really love about you as a human being is your whole goal is to just heal the world with your gifts. And I feel that in every, you know, bit of your essence. Um, And so you're giving permission for somebody out there, a lot of people, I hope, to just, you know, own their gifts and not pack them away anymore for themselves either. And maybe even family members that are out there that have had like the the weird kid is what I call myself, the difficult kid, the weird kid, um, to just go, you know, forgive yourself too, because you did the best you could with us. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, you know, there's no judgment with that either. So, um, you know, and I think too, but I want to preface this by saying, by no means am I saying that if people have a mental health diagnosis, they should just drop everything, go, oh, let's yeah. do spirit, you know. 
That's definitely not what I'm saying. And I want people to understand there are people that do have mental health issues that do see things that aren't there, but you know, it's really, it's an individual journey. And, you know, and one of the things that since we're on the topic of mental health, I'll just say real quickly is I do have ADHD. You may have noticed. Um, and I'm not afraid to talk about it because in my opinion, I think actually now as frustrating as it can be at times, it is a gift for what I do. And I've had a lot of people come into my lives saying, I have ADHD. I can't do this. I'm thinking, no, that's absolutely why you should do this (laughs) because you notice every subtlety and that's important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is, I, um, it's a superpower and, yeah. um, you, you do, you know, ADHD is kind of the wrong term for it. I agree. It's, you're able to pay attention to multiple things at the same time. Exactly. And that is a superpower yeah. um, because you see the fine details. So yeah. yeah, you're exactly on the right track with that. Right. Right. But when I'm doing my work, you can see I'm focused. <laughs> oh, hyper-focused. Exactly. 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 So uh, one thing that I love and I want to share with our listeners is that um, you're a strong believer that we all have these varying levels of psychic abilities, like Correct. everybody does, and it's just a matter of tapping into them and growing them. Yes. So what can we do right now to start growing those psychic muscles or at least opening ourselves up to that? Oh, good question. I would say <clears throat> the biggest thing, which is my my slogan, which I'm still learning, believe me, I'm still learning every day, is know that you know and be intuitive oh, about yes. being intuitive and and that's the thing it's yeah. learning to trust ourselves that's the biggest thing from the time we're little kids we're told no that's you can't do that oh you shouldn't like that no that's not you know that's not going to be you can't do that when you grow up you know everything we're told no 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 we get where we don't believe ourselves anymore and so first of all it's having to learn to trust ourselves and the other thing is a way to develop that I think really is helpful is is starting to not believe in coincidences. I know it sounds funny, but not believe they're coincidence. No. The word coincidence means coincidence, two things happening at the same time. That's all it means. And everybody's happy. Yeah. So how can we say, oh, that's just, oh, that's just silly. Oh, that's just uncanny. No. Things, when you start to believe that everything has a signal for you that seems to be a coincidence, so to speak, and you start recognizing it, it's weird because it does lead you and people have been taught, Oh, it's superstitious. And that's, yeah, you know, just being, being, you know, over, you know, woo woo or whatever. But honestly, as I keep doing it, it becomes stronger and the messages come in so much clearer. It's sort of like they're, they're tapping on the window to say, Hey, you know, do you, do you see that I'm trying to talk to you and I'm trying to communicate and they're tapping, tapping, tapping. And then, you know, you're ignoring it. And then we start going, Hey, Oh, I see you tapping out there. Then they go, okay, now I'm going to knock. Now I'm going to actually walk in your house. <laughs> no, sit down on a couch yeah. and it starts to develop more and more. And the other thing I tell people is anytime you get these signals, so let's talk about those things like repeating numbers on the clock or certain number patterns or certain songs or little insects coming up to you or, or birds or animals or, you know, you're just talking about something and you walk in a room and there's that person or something like that. All of those things, if you just say, thank you, spirit, you don't have to say it out loud. You can do it in your mind. It doesn't matter. But it's it's acknowledging. And when you do that, they say, oh, they heard me. Okay, I'm going to send more. So that's how it works. <laughs> and you're sending gratitude yeah. to the universe over and over and over again. Which is beautiful, too, because we need to live in gratitude. I absolutely, that was my life-changing uh, advice for uh, 2022 is yeah. to live in gratitude. Yes. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's absolutely beautiful. Um, so I have to ask you because you do um, paranormal investigations. I even read yeah. it in the top off the top. So um, tell me about your work with spirit boxes. Oh wow! I, and actually, um, yeah, I've been doing a lot more than I ever expected to do with that. To be honest with you, um, so oh. a spirit box. If, if anybody's listening doesn't know, it's basically a transistor radio that sweeps through the stations very quick, like a, a scanner. And on occasion, you'll hear a voice saying a word or a name or a comment or even, you know, whatever. And so generally in a paranormal investigation, it would be used to identify who's there. Assuming that the people doing the investigations don't have any ability, right? Like they don't, or, you know, yeah. ability. they're going to walk into a, a, an active house or whatever. And uh, the spirit box might say, I'm Joe, you know, or something like that. So that's the way it's normally used. Well, there's another medium uh, that I work with on TikTok named Michelle. And we have actually been using it in a weird way, almost like mediumship lately. And so we do something wow. called the Estes method, which is, so you would ask a question and I would have headphones on listening to Spirit Box and also maybe even be turned away or have my eyes covered. So I don't know what you're asking, but the Spirit Box will answer. And I'm just saying out loud what I'm hearing. <gasps> So that's so cool. Yeah. And they do that a lot in the show Kindred Spirits. Um, yeah. But when I do it with Michelle, we both go into translate, translate state, even though it may not appear that way. And I will actually get mediumship mm-hmm. and hear things. And so we've been doing that lately. It's been, I've never seen anybody else do it. So it's working in a I different way now. Yeah. And it's a little bit wild because we are absolutely getting very specific information uh, that actually has been verified. So it's, it's kind of wild. So when I've done paranormal investigations and I have one loaded, uh, on my YouTube, uh, it was a house I used to live in and I moved a few blocks away. This was recent actually. And I went and he, he texted me in a panic because all these things were happening in the house. And I had had a lot of activity when I was living there, but, uh, I thought it was because of me because I tend to be sort of a magnet. But it was still yeah. going on. So I went over there and I did a few modalities. And that's kind of what I do is I just, again, I'm intuitive. So I pick up whatever I feel. I'll draw. I'll do a spirit box. I will just speak to them and listen. I will walk around and see if I feel anything. Um, so it's kind of fun for me because I'm combining both the technology and my abilities. And I think yeah. I rely more heavily on my abilities, to be honest with you, than I do any technology yeah. I might use. But I have dousing rods. I have the spirit box, um, you know, and that's pretty much what I've been using. Now I'm going to be adding to my technology at some point, but right now that's what I work with. Well, I think, you know, it, it sounds beautiful because you feel like your intuition even like, um, send, you know, guide what you're doing in life. I wish you had a TV show. I let's let that happen because that would be really fantastic. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. um, you're, you're, what you're doing is having the technology kind of also give you a guide, a guidepost and saying, yeah, your intuition is right. This is yeah, what is coming forward. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just confirmation. And it, it yeah. feels like you're, you're very healing in your energy. And so is it usually your goal if there's a disturbance when you're asked to go to a place to do an investigation to maybe bring peace um, to the spirits that are kind of restless there or kind of stuck there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because the perspective that a lot of people don't understand when they're watching other shows on TV, which I won't name, uh, is yeah. that, that 
that they, you know, we're spirits. You're a spirit. I'm a spirit. We just happen to be in this meat suit in this physical form. Yeah. And so think if you took away time, which spirit has no time. If you took away the body, you had no body and all you were was just an essence or a thought or an energy. Things that are important to us as humans may not be so as important as spirit. So, and the way that their perspective, when we come into their space, so let's say we're in a haunted house, so to speak, and we walk in and we start yelling at them because we're not getting activity, or if we're doing a ghost tour of a hotel that's been toured 300 times in the last year, um, imagine how you'd feel if people were walking around in your home where you're comfortable or feel safe, where your energy resides, you know, and they're walking around yelling at you and putting electronic things in your energy and so forth. I mean, unless you're really wanting to communicate, uh, sometimes they get upset. Or the other perspective is they're communicating in a way they've never had to communicate. It'd be like if you were dropped in the middle of Greece and you didn't speak Greek and you're trying to communicate with people. So you won't use words, right? You might make pantomimes or you might draw something or you might point to a picture or show them a movie on your phone to say what you want to say. So that's what spirit does. They start experimenting. So I wanted to go into, because it was so interesting, um, you had footage that you shot of a swing um, a yeah. swing set. You were on a playground in Texas. So right. tell people about what you captured, and then let's talk about what happened afterward with your TikTok post. Okay. So I was in Texas visiting for the holidays, and I go for a walk every morning, and it was super early. Nobody was awake yet. I said, screw it, I'll just go for a walk. And it was cold out. And my parents live in sort of like a, uh, you know, community. So there's, you know, they have those little walking yeah. paths, like, you know, loop around the community. And I didn't know where I was going. And I'm on the phone with somebody and <laughs> we're talking while I'm walking. And as I approach, I said, oh, there's a playground over there. I'm going to go check that out, you know, and a tennis court and all this. So I walk over there and I see these gardeners sort of sitting off to the right doing something in the bushes over there. And I'm watching them and I'm thinking, why are they acting? They were acting funny. You know, like they were looking at me funny and they were sort of like making a motion, like, you know, cut it off. Like, don't do this. And I'm going, what? And I look over and as I'm on the phone, I said, oh, gosh, I got to get off phone. There's something happening right in front of me. And I hang up and the swing was moving. There were, I think, three or four swings in this swing bank. Again, 630 in the morning. It's not like people are out playing, you know, Uh, and the swing is moving very steadily. It is not slowing down. It, it is moving and I can see the seat, seat tilting as if somebody's leaning forward and backward, you know, like you do when you're getting your momentum in a swing. And I see yeah. a, a, about a 13 year old boy in the swing, you know, swinging back and forth. And so I, you know, quickly grab my camera. Of course, you know, I'm excited. I'm not really thinking like, how do I show this as real or whatever? You know, I just started filming it through TikTok. I yeah. don't know why I picked TikTok. It just, that's what I did. You know, I'm excited. Yeah. So, I start filming it and it keeps moving. And as I'm filming it, I'm watching this boy swinging back and forth. And I said something like, hello, you know, like I was trying to talk to him and he didn't notice me. And so at that point I thought, okay, this is probably residual energy. And what a residual energy is, somebody maybe really loved being there, liked that swing or liked swings or something. And it's sort of like a memory kind of like when you move a, a glass that's been sitting in the same place for a long time and there's that ring where the dust is, it's like that. They sort of leave a memory there, but they're not there. It wasn't interactive with me. So the swing kept moving even after I stopped filming. 
And if I had done a better job and had realized like how it appeared, I would have walked around the whole swing set and kind of put myself in the shot and all that stuff. But I was just so excited. And then I just uploaded it. And when I uploaded it, I thought, oh, well, I mean, this is a swing movie. You know, I mean, I thought it was cool, but I thought, you know, like, what does that prove? Yeah. And I forgot about it. Yeah. About 20 minutes later, (laughs) I go on my TikTok and it's already had like, I don't know, like 4,000 views or something. And I'm like, wait, what? So I open it up and I look and everybody's saying, I can see it. I can see it. And I'm thinking, what? And, and, And so I look at it and I said, oh, my gosh, sure enough, in the swing, you can see this very odd energy and it's you can see mm-hmm. where the hands are holding the chain you can see the yeah. swing moving the way i mentioned where it starts tilting like he's pumping the swing you can't see a person per se uh but you can definitely see an energy so it kept going crazy and i just kept watching the numbers climb and climb and climb and it ended up in the end with about and it's still getting views it ended up with about four hundred and fifty thousand views at that point and the cool thing was that not only that happened, but people were stitching the video and asking, you know, saying, I see this and I see that and stopping frames of it and showing other things in the pictures, which, you know, it could be stretching. You know, I can't, I'm also have a critical mind too, even though I believe in a lot of these things. Yeah. I can see where people might be convincing themselves or seeing things like, you know, Bush looks like a face and, you know, I get that. But, right. For sure, the energy in the swing was absolute. Everybody sees it. And so then mm-hmm. I was getting the accusations that I green screened or it's digital tracking or, you know, those sorts of ideas. And I, yeah. I, I wondered too, you know, I thought, well, maybe, you know, and I kind of looked at it and I, I, I froze it and I looked at it. And honestly, I don't see that. Um, and it would have happened in other parts of it too. So I, I went ahead and reposted it again, like a month later, same thing, another 450,000 views. So most of the people say, I see it. So to me, I feel like yeah. to me, that's enough evidence. Um, but the yeah. lesson learned is in the future, when I record those sorts of things, I want to try to be as uh, careful about making sure I'm in the picture. They see me. They, I walk around it. Because the idea was they were saying, oh, right. you just push the swing and walk away. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> really? I got better things to do with my time. And if you, I really encourage everybody to, um, and I'll have the links to your TikTok in the show notes also, but I really encourage people to go and look because the duration of the swinging and how it doesn't vary in height at all, it it disproves all that. And that's more a reflection of them. Yeah. And then I was wondering, like, I even tried to recreate it at a swing that one day. I couldn't do it. So. Yeah. Well, and wait, one of the people that stitched was this um, guy, and I'm blanking on his name. Oh, He's yeah. the Hawaiian the guy. Fear. The light fear, Timo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what did, what did he say about it? Well, you know what's funny about it was he was tagged over and yeah. over again to watch it. And I love him. I think he's lovely. But here's the funny I do part too. is he didn't say anything about seeing the energy in the swing. He was just talking about what he thought he saw in the swing. So I don't think he noticed the actual energy. I don't know that he watched it that closely. He more commented on what he thought was there. So I thought that was interesting, his approach. He didn't he didn't go visually into it and like really look at the actual footage, I feel like. Like he he didn't see that part of it. So I'm kind of hoping maybe he'll look at it again at some point. But I totally respect his views and he agreed with me. There's definitely something there. Yeah. Um and he's he's I think he's hilarious too. I love his attitude. He's just so joyful and fun. um, Uh, Yeah. 
I know he is so fantastic. I absolutely love him too. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't watch his stitch on purpose because I was like, I get to talk to you in real life. Yeah. But um, so did he? Did he feel that it felt like a uh, like a teenage boy? Or I mean, did he, he feel like that kind of energy? A boy, possibly, and he did feel that. I yeah, think he said a boy, and he also felt that there was somebody pushing him. And a lot of people said that they felt another energy behind the swing, pushing the swing. Uh-huh. Um, and I did kind of see it when I went back and reviewed. I did see another energy sort of right behind there, and also behind the swing. If you look towards the back, towards the woods, between the pole and a tree, yeah. you see somebody. It looks like somebody walking by. Now I can't say for sure that it's not a real person. I would doubt it uh-huh. because, like I said, six thirty in the morning, and I was walking all around, and I yeah. didn't see anybody but those gardeners. Um, but uh, it could be. Yeah. So I, I can't say. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. No. Oh, it's amazing. Well, but, I, but I would like to say one more pl- thing about that. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I want yeah, to say before please. I forget. Um, the other thing I want to point out, though, and this is one thing I would like to, to stop hearing, is people assume when there's a haunting or a residual energy, something tragic happens. And I got a lot of yes. comments like, oh, a poor little girl was killed there. Somebody was murdered there, you know, and it's like, you guys really stop with the drama. Not to say that doesn't happen. Not to say that wouldn't cause possibly an energy to remain in an area. I didn't feel anything negative, sad, scary, nothing like that. So I want people to understand just because there's a spirit presence doesn't mean it's a tragedy. So I want to make that point. And I wonder, no, I love, I love that you pointed that out because we, I think that that's the default. And part of that could be because of these ghost shows that have been out for decades now. And, And so it's like, we have this filter of like looking for the negative or it has to be somebody. It could just be, you know, when I experience my father's spirit, um, it, it's joyful. He yeah. he is showing up a lot more now that I'm past my grief wall. And right. he's like, oh, it doesn't trigger you to cry anymore. So right. I like these things. You right. got a maple bar. That's my favorite food. So I'm going to flicker your light and I'm right. going to say, hi, dad, I'm eating your bit. So right. I agree. Like, that energy um, of joy and visiting people and places, it you, we have to not maybe try to not have a judgment about it, and then discern what that feeling is. That's a, that undercurrent. Yeah, and not to say there aren't energies that are angry, and you know, ang- anger is a very strong energy. Um, and yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes it will manifest in a haunting. But sometimes hauntings, like I said, are misunderstood. So, for example. If yeah. they're trying to get your attention, they've been trying and trying and trying, and you're not noticing or you're brushing it off, then they might touch you, and then you blow that off. Then they might touch you a little harder trying to get your attention. Then by accident, they might shove you, you know, and then you all oh, yeah. shove me. It's so mean. It's like, no, they're just, they're not always trying to scare you. You know, they're trying to communicate. So that's the attitude I take. I assume no matter what I've heard about the place, when I walk in, they're trying to communicate, period. And then I can figure out by how I feel. If they're mad, if they're mean, if they're, you know, whatever. And generally, I don't yeah. find that as often as people think. Wow. And and somehow, I think that people are disappointed if you don't get that. And it's like, that is not the point. The point is that we're acknowledging that the veil is thin, that there's, you know, a lot, it's a lot more complicated than what we can take in with our eyes, with the cones and rays and our eyeballs. Right. Or, you know, there's a lot more happening than, well, yeah. uh, you and know, that's when you scratch they, the surface. And that's why people often, when they see spirit, a lot of time is through their peripheral vision, because in our peripheral vision, we have concentrated rods and cones to protect us to prevent things sneaking up on us 
And so we <gasps> will perceive spirit more through the side eye than we would visually in the front eye if we're not in a developed intuitive stage. Hey everybody, I'm Amber. And I'm Maddie. And we're Witches Talking Tarot. And this season, we've got for you ghosts, cryptids, conspiracies. Oh my. Check out what role we cast Emma Robertson on our myth episodes this season. Yes. (laughs) And in addition to our myths, we will be bringing you the holidays. Because we may or may not have uh, missed one this last season. I guess you'll have to listen to the last episodes to check it out. And then catch all our new episodes coming up every Tuesday and Thursday on your favorite podcast platforms. And see us on YouTube. Come and sit with us for a spell. So you um, shared with me on socials that you're doing automatic drawing now. I was wondering, is there a kind of, with automatic drawing, does it bring forward a different type of information better than when you're doing other, like using the spirit box or using your tarot cards? Well, you know what's funny is, it's funny you brought that up because it's been something the last two weeks I've been really leaning into more, more and more, seems to be a really important part of what I'm doing. Uh, in the medium. Wow. So I'm starting to use it more. So I am an artist. I do dog portraits and paintings and stuff. And, and, you know, it's just a fun little hobby I've always had. My mom's an artist and so forth. And so I love to do art, but I don't like drawing people. I'm not good at it. I've never been good at it and I don't like doing it. So when the spirit drawing stuff started, it was a few years ago and it was just like, I was scribbling in my journal in the middle of the night at 3.33 AM. Like I usually do trying to talk oh, to me God. and you know I didn't know what yeah. the hell was happening and I'm drawing all this <laughs> crazy stuff I still have journals where I, I predicted a lot of things that have happened recently I didn't even know that's what I was doing and so recently I started doing a lot more one-on-one readings locally where I live instead of doing them all over the internet which is what I've mostly been doing for the last few years and I'm you know I'm working yeah. in an actual place so in that space you know I usually do like I did for you some tarot reading and then I jump into mediumship yeah. and I just you know focus well the way I focus when I start mediumship is I use something called the Silva method, S-I-L-V-A method. And okay. um, it, it's a, actually a very well-known method. Um, I won't go into the, all the details about it, but it's a way of using sort of a, health, a self-hypnosis to get into a relaxed theta state so that you can communicate and pick up more energies and more information. And there's yeah. a good way to do it. It's like about a four-second exercise of breathing and visualization that I do that basically clicks me into place now. And I've learned to get very fast at it, which before it would take me 15, 20 minutes wow. of meditation. Now it's like I can do it within a few minutes. Um, so oh, my gosh. So it's a very strong muscle now. Uh, so what I do is, so when I'm doing mediumship now, if I'm not getting clear messages from someone, and sometimes I don't because, again, they're trying to communicate with a new way of, trying to speak you know they're not using their tongue and their lips and their teeth to talk they're having to use pictures or smells or visions or whatever so yeah what I've been doing is when I get stuck I just grab a piece of paper kind of like uh Tyler Henry does you know and I start kind of letting the pen just do whatever it wants I don't even look at the paper sometimes I just let it rock you don't and when I do generally it will draw a person most of the time and half, half the time, you know, I'll be drawing it. I've no clue what it's going to look like because I'm not visualizing in my mind what I'm drawing. It's not like an artist will look at something and then yeah. get the paper and draw it, or I'm not visualizing in my mind something and drawing it. It literally is drawing itself. 
So that's what's so crazy about it, because it's not me going, okay, I see red hair and I see, you know, long eyelashes. It's not like that. It's just doing it. Yeah. So when I draw, I also start to get impressions, meaning feelings and, and visions of ideas. So I'll start jotting those down in the paper. And golly darn it, probably eight out of 10 of those within the within a minute of starting to draw them, they know exactly who it is. And the only other thing that happens is something that's been happening a lot to me lately, which I'm still trying to figure out. And I call it network mediumship. I don't know if that's a real word. That's what I call it. Wow. And what that is, is so let's say you're sitting in front of me and I'm doing an automatic drawing. And this happens to in mediumship anyways, but I'm drawing something yeah. and you're going, I don't know who that is. I don't understand. I've never seen that guy before. You know, I have no clue what that is. Nine times out of 10, yeah. they'll take the picture home. They will hold on to it. And then they'll be talking to somebody like a friend or a relative and say, I went to this psychic and she drew this weird picture for me. And then they show it to them and they go, I know who that is. <gasps> and that person's the wow. person who was supposed to get the message. Because sometimes it's like this. Let's say I mean, I'm talking to you and, and yeah. you say, you know, and you say, oh, hey, how's Joe doing? You know, Joe, right? And I go, yeah, I know Joe. And you go, hey, tell Joe I said hi. It's like that. They're coming through going, hey, yeah. you know, you know, Wendy, would you please pass this message along? But unfortunately, some of that gets lost. So it's been interesting with that. And it's kind of like when you tell the client, like, hey, you know, I know this doesn't mean anything to you you're saying, but it does. Trust me. They kind of, you know, I know in their mind, they're rolling your eyes going, oh, yeah, sure. Try to cover yourself. <laughs> I know yeah. that I know. I don't make that stuff up. I can't do that. So it's been pretty exciting. And um, literally, like, it, it's not, I mean, the picture won't look identical necessarily, but there's certain features that absolutely, yeah. like their nose or their earrings or their eyes, there's always something where they're like, that is that person. So yeah, wow. it's trippy and I love it. And I never thought that would be part of what I do, but it's becoming a daily thing with me now. So I'm, I'm really leaning into it thinking, okay, fine, <laughs> whatever works. Let's, well, and that's amazing that you're open to it. And even that method of like the four minutes or, or the four seconds before the 15 seconds or yeah. 15 minutes, some people it takes to get in that mindset. It brings to mind Edgar Casey, yes. who could self-hypnotize. He'd get in that yep. mindset. That's yep. what he was doing, right? Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. just a state of relaxation, just like when you're dreaming. That's why loved ones will visit us in dreams. It's not a dream per se, like it's it's a regular old dream. Because everybody always says it feels real. I touched, I touched them. They hugged me. I talked to them. We had a conversation. I'm aware of it. I remember everything. It's like, well, why, why can't you believe that? You talk to me when I'm on TikTok or on social media, and you're talking to me through a screen. You believe that's me? Yeah. Right. Why? Yeah. Just because the yeah. physical body's not there. So why they do that is because when we're in a dream state, we're relaxed, and we and we say, oh, this is a dream, so I shouldn't be afraid. Because sometimes. Most yeah. people, if your dad shows up standing in your kitchen while you're making dinner, it's going to scare the heck out of you. They don't want to scare you. Right? Yeah. That's not their goal. They want No, to they don't. So a exactly. lot of times they're very subtle yeah. and one way is through dreams. Yeah. Uh, it that makes perfect sense. So, um, and uh, I I swear this relates because the listeners should know that it was amazing. So uh, Molly did this. Um, she called it a quick tarot reading for me, and um, I watched it twice. There was just so much information in it, even though yeah. it was like a quick reading. So I can't recommend getting a reading from her more. Oh, like um, you. if you're drawn to do it, 
just dive in because it's a safe place to land. It's a great place to, if you've never had a tarot reading, it would be a great place to go. But um, so many things were spot on. I was like, oh, I couldn't wait to talk to you today because um, some of it I I can't really disclose because it's not my information to really give about what some of those things are. Um, So I'm going to be super respectful of that. But there, it was so interesting. You had this like recurring theme of balance, mm-hmm. which has totally been what I was working on. I would say from November until um, probably up to I went to Denver in February, so about up to then. And also the the person um, or relationship or that kind of sense you had with the cards uh-huh. of I ended it. That was me being this super people pleaser. It was right, like, I've got to make everybody, it was this, this past, see, I know. And I knew it resonate with you. It was this past version of myself that I literally had to kill. I had to say, yeah. you served your purpose, but you're, you're holding me back. You've taped over, you know, you've bound me up and it's too constricting and it's not really healthy. And right. also this whole, um, this whole um, theme, 2023 for me, was all about two things, the balance and also um, self-care. Like it's, it's like when we get on the airplane. This is 2023 for me. If you get on the airplane and they tell you, put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then hand it to the person next to you, yep. it's totally 2023. They're saying you need to take care of yourself first or you're no good to anybody else. And every time I stop and I put other people first, mm-hmm. I start, something starts happening. So right. I wasn't around anybody and you can hear I have a cold. Right. It's because I started putting other things and people before me right. and um, the universe is like, you're going to learn this lesson. So that's right. what I'm learning right now. Well, and yeah. what I've learned by what you just said, I, it speaks to the types of people I normally read for. I think in a weird way, and this is so, it almost sounds selfish, but I think in a weird way, uh, when I do readings for people, it, it's for me too. Everything I say to you, I feel it too. And it's changed my wow. life because I don't want to be a hypocrite. And I, I, I kind of went through something similar about, oh, right around probably, I'm going to say like September this year. You know, here I am on the, on really? the going, do this and you should do this and you should think about this. And this is how you should live your life. And then I wasn't doing it. And it was starting yeah. to make me sick and it was starting to make me depressed. And I realized I wasn't living my word. And so I changed things and I started living in more integrity. I'm still working on it. I still make mistakes, but yeah, when I read for people, oftentimes whatever message I'm reading for you is for me. And I feel like that's how the spirit is helping me and other people by bringing people to me that I can resonate with. And it makes it easy for me to read because I recognize what you're feeling for myself. So for example, yeah, one of the things that happens is, um, when I do mediumship, one of the ways that I know, so for example, if you wanted to speak to your dad per se, you know, and yeah. I'm doing mediumship for you and I see, let's say my brother in my mind for a split second, I know yeah. that your dad's personality is like my brother's, And if I describe my brother to you, it will be like your dad. I know yeah. that sounds weird, but it's like almost like a no. metaphoric mediumship. And so a lot of times I'll no. see an incident for my own life and I, and I'll kind of describe it. And it turns out it's for that person too. So that's why I've had so oh. many crazy experiences in my life and all the tragedies and triumphs and 
struggles and millions of jobs and millions of relationships and all these things in my life and moves because I need all those experiences so I can help people. If I don't have the experience, I could sit there and say, oh yeah, you should do this and you should do that. Well, I'm shitting all over people, right? Yeah. (laughs) But if I've done it or if I've experienced then yes, I can truly be empathetic and empathic. Exactly. And, and it's this beautiful thing because the universe is like, we can level up two souls at the same time with this information. And also like your whole feeling of like, it's, um, there are certain uh, mediums that say that they have a shorthand, right? With their spiritual guides. And this object means this whole slew of information comes with it. So Like a glossary, exactly. Mm -hmm. So like when you were talking about your brother and my dad or whatever, and it's like, that's the shorthand. You get that my dad was this, you know, funny guy, the center of attention, this and that, because Mm -hmm. it's the... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's like, so it's that spiritual shorthand, right? Right, It's this hack. Yeah. And sometimes I've done mediumship that I'm not even trying. You know, I'm like sitting there talking to somebody and I'll say something, go, you just said the exact thing that I just said 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, well, whatever. So, yeah. I want to, I, I wanted to ask you because also, oh, the other thing I don't want to forget about this, but like when you pulled the hummingbird card, I was just giggling because m- since before my dad even passed, uh, the universe has been sending me hummingbirds. They were Not like, hard. this is going to be your thing with your dad. And, um, and it's so cute. So it's so perfect that that was the card because Yay, I'm like, okay, dad, it, you've infused it. yourself in everything. I love you. Yeah. But, um, that was so it so couldn't cool. have been more perfect. Right but I was wondering if if you're in like public life and you, uh, you know, all of a sudden it's like, I am supposed to convey this message to this person. Right. Is there a like two things? Does your body manifest some sort of like ache or discomfort until you deliver that message? Oh, or also is there like a consent that's happening between their higher self and your higher self oh, that it's okay for you to bring this information forward? Ooh, that's a big one. Okay. So I'm glad you brought that up. I actually was just thinking about that. Um, okay. So for example, oh. you know, like you see these shows like uh, Teresa Caputo, the, the Long Island medium, and yeah. she's absolutely talented. There's no doubt. But, you know, it's Hollywood. Yeah. So when she comes walking yeah. into the hairdresser and suddenly goes, oh, is your mom sick? Was your mom sick? You know, she starts talking to somebody out of the blue. That's not out of the blue, you guys. Come on, let's be real. They go in there. They have to sign disclosures and, you know, all these things. They know she's coming. Okay. You can't just walk up to somebody. Yeah. Like that. So let's start there. Um, and I feel like when we just walk up to people like that, that's showboating. That's showing off. I don't think that's a healthy way to do it. However... Sometimes, yes, spirits will come through very strongly. One of the weirdest places that happens, and I was just talking to Michelle the Medium about this, uh, grocery stores. I don't know why. I think it's because people stand pretty close to you in a grocery store line yeah. and or, you know, in your you know, yeah. at apples or whatever. Uh, I pick up a lot in grocery stores. And, you know, people are touching everything. There's just a lot of energy in a grocery store. So I know it sounds funny, but I will have oftentimes no. I'll be standing in line and a spirit will come through. Or at a restaurant. You know, uh, the other day we were out to dinner and I was sitting there and sure enough, somebody's mother was walking right behind her as she sat down. And I I can't just walk up to somebody and say something. First of all, some people don't want to hear it. It freaks them out. Yeah. Number one. And that's the last thing I want to do is freak anybody out. Second thing is, you know, it is emotional. You don't want to walk up to somebody and say, hey, your dad just told me, you know, and they're like in the middle of the grocery store. You know, they're gonna, if they want to hear it, they might start crying. So what I do is physically, I, I feel it energy. I will feel, and I don't know how to describe that other than I just feel something else, like when you feel somebody standing near you. 
and I will start getting visuals usually in my mind, like, you know, a skateboard and maybe, you know, uh, holding a hand or, you know, whatever it is. And, and I know who it's for. Um, and what I will mentally convey is, look, if, if this, if your daughter wants to talk to you, she has to turn around and start talking to me first. And it has to come up in conversation. You know what I mean? Like in a natural conversation yeah. versus me just yeah, tapping on the shoulder and saying, Hey, your dad's standing here. So what I do is yeah. I'll do that nine times out of 10, it doesn't happen. And they leave me alone because they realize like this isn't the right time. Cause sometimes they're not even sure what's going on. Like they're not watching where she is or he is. They're just noticing that there's somebody nearby who can interpret for them. Right. It's like, you know, yeah. yeah somebody speaks the language that they, they can speak. So most of the time nothing happens, but once in a while, sure. Um, they will turn around and say, Oh, I love your hair or something like that. And maybe that's why I'm so flashy. Maybe I'm supposed to be somebody that people just walk up and talk to. I don't know, you know, with my crazy streaky hair and my two colored eyes and my (laughs) wild clothes and all that stuff. Um, But anyway, so what will usually happen is, you know, we'll chit chat like, oh, yeah, thank you. You know, and, and, oh, I have always straight hair. And I'll go, oh, you know, is that for your mom or your dad? Then they'll go, well, you know, my mom had curly hair and then I know you. Oh, your mother's no longer with us. No. Oh, that's so, I'm so sorry to hear that. You know, and then they'll start talking about it. And then in conversation, I might say, well, you know, um, I don't know how comfortable you are with this, but I happen to be an intuitive. So if you'd ever like to speak with your mother, I'd be happy to help you. And I just leave it like that. And I hand them my card. Yeah. And if they go, oh, yeah, yeah. Then I would say, you know, hey, uh, actually, she was coming through to me. I didn't want to scare you. And then the conversation starts. But I am very sensitive about that because you don't know they could have died last week. You don't want right. to send somebody into a tizzy, you know, <laughs> gotta be sensitive. No, ex- exactly. And that's so, it's so loving because, um, it's such a loving approach and, um, you know, and I love that you've paired it with, you know, who you are and how you look on the exterior because you really are, you exude love, you exude, um, you know, just uh, this lovely bubbly, um, joy to you. And so you invite people in and, um, you know, it's like if, if they can't take a message, you know, or they're not ready for it from somebody with your energy they're they aren't ready for it. And I love that kind of consensual, um, way of waiting to know, okay, if if this, if this needs to happen, then you need to, you know, take this certain action to the spirit. And, um, I think that it's really cool. It's just, um, it's pretty special. Like, I think that it opens you up to a lot. I was on an Uber drive of all things. So I, um, was in Denver. I was there for the week to visit my, um, eldest daughter and we'd had the most wonderful week and it was just lovely. And I really was like, Oh, I don't want to go home, but I have to. And we spent the last few hours just kind of holding hands and walking around the neighborhood. And, and then it was, I said, um, we, she did this tarot reading for us, you know, our relationship, her higher self, my higher self, our, our, um, shadow selves together. And then our, um, outward selves together. And it was so beautiful, but my, um, card for me was the hawk and it was so appropriate and it felt so right. And hers was the, um, uh, Buffalo. And it was like, it was so appropriate. Cool. So anyway, we do this reading, have this moment. And then I look out the windows and there, um, and I said, I guess I better, 
um, have you leave, Nora, because I need to cry because I'm sad. And then I need to fix my eye makeup. And then I can call for the Uber to the airport. And she laughed because she knows it's true. But she goes, well, I think we'll know when we're supposed to be, um, I'm supposed to be leaving. And then right when she said that, a hawk flies through the backyard, swooping through. And she goes, does it have a mouse in its mouth? And then we looked and it had nest, it had nest material. And I said, it's making a home, which means you are supposed to be going home right now. I love it. So anyway, so it was beautiful. But yeah. then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll call the Uber. And then, um, and, um, you know, I just was in a space where I was trying to empty the vessel and, and not give him, you know, take away any of his energy, not be a psychic vampire on my drive to the airport. And he's this amazing, robust Hawaiian man. And right. he says, I love your neighborhood. I, I love your trees. I said, I love our trees too. They're really ancient spirits. And I said, and I'm so weird. I ask permission before I trim the branches. And he right. and he looked at me in the rearview mirror. And he I goes, love that. Yeah. Well, I don't. I know. And he goes, I i don't think that's weird at all. And he proceeded to tell, we just bonded over Zen Buddhism, over Ram Dass, mm-hmm. over um, all of this stuff. And and he said, because it's you, I'm just going to tell you this morning at 4.30 in the morning in that passenger seat, my father, who died in December, he came. He Aww. sat there and we visited Aww. for 45 minutes. And so I've I felt so honored that he felt comfortable to share it with me, but it had been preceded by me saying something about my dad and he mm-hmm. was just, you know, and, and the loss of him, but you know, that it, it like, it's, I said, believe it or not, now it's, I remember him with crinkles in my eyes instead of being sad. I said, yeah. it's the joy again. And he goes, well, so he just opened completely up about this experience. He goes, I think you're the only person I could tell about this. I said, I feel honored. So oh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. But that was probably your guides and his guides working in conjunction. He needed to tell somebody. He wanted somebody who would understand. I, you happen to be in his cab, you know, so that's how it was supposed to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. And and also, sometimes if we don't say these things out loud to anybody, they almost have this dreamlike quality. Like, Indeed. did that really happen? Yeah, as a matter of fact, you I know? was going to bring up something about that I want to share with you that happened to me recently like that. Very short story. Yes, please. Um, I was doing mediumship for somebody. And I, I could tell she'd had some near-death experiences. And I said that. I go, I think you had near-death experiences. She says, yes. And she starts telling me all these crazy things that happened to her. And she says, and when I was three, I drowned in my grandmother's pool. I'm like, wait, what? Because remember, that's what happened to me. <laughs> I was just thinking we're hearing your story again. So, I don't know if you remember the part of the story that I kind of think is weird about the whole thing, about the bubble that formed around me when I first started to drown or drown. And I said, you know, I had this weird bubble form around me where I was in air and I could breathe for a second before it started to happen. I didn't say anything other than, yes, I've had the same experience. And as she tells me the story, that's exactly what happened to her, too. (gasps) You mentioned the bubble. Yeah. So now I know I'm absolutely not friggin' crazy. Because <laughs> that part oh, of the story people seem to have gosh. an issue with. I'm telling you, she said it, she described it exactly like I did. And I was like, dang. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. well, you know. What what's bananas about that is, and I never even thought about it, but I I think I need to tell you this because as you were telling me this, this little did you see the little thing go like swoop? Along my screen, 
No, I can't. So it went right into my mouth. I just have a white. I just have a white space on my phone right now. Oh, okay. Well, this white thing went in toward my mouth in <laughs> my screen, and and I have to tell you. So I'm supposed to tell you this, but. I never even re- realized this until the very first time I saw that Harry Potter and they were having the little tournament, you know, the yeah. wizard's tournament. And the one had this bubble around his head. And I just, I like literally couldn't breathe for a second because it felt so familiar. Ah, and uh-huh. isn't that interesting? So when then it, it, I don't know. And it just, it felt familiar. It felt yeah. like an echo. And I was, I wasn't quite remembering something. Wow. I have not that I knew near drowned, but then my mom has told me, oh yeah, remember the time that you were a baby and your, your brother was in swimming lessons and you were a baby and you were supposed to stay by the side of the pool and you decided I'm going to dive in the deep end too. And you went all the way to the bottom oh. and then you came all, you showed up all the way at the top. And I'm like, I was a baby. How could I even right. do that? Like, baby? I couldn't. Isn't that crazy? And, yeah, isn't that? It's crazy. So yeah. it just, I I don't have a recollection of any near death with me, but that whole bubble thing really wow. resonated. And Interesting. Yeah. that is beautiful that you got that confirmation mm-hmm. from this yeah, woman. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. And that's the thing is, ever since this journey began, not to say it's easy every day, like last night I was kind of like overwhelmed because it's like you power up every once in a while. I don't know if you have that experience, but every so many months I'll go through a stage where my energy is just cuckoo. I'm waking up a lot. I can't sleep. I feel weird. I'm disappointed. I'm making mistakes. My mind's all over the place. Even sometimes I can't control my anger. And then next thing I know, all of a sudden I have some new, you know, enhanced thing going on, some new thing I'm doing. And it's been like that those last couple of weeks. So and a lot of connections have happened like that, where it's like, it, it's like confirmation from spirit going, okay, yes, you're not nuts. Yes, this is something you can do. Yeah. Yes, this is, other people have had this happen. And this, and this is the thing, as I've said, everybody has ability, everybody, it's not a extra sensory perception. It is a sense that we already had that we've not used because we talk and we write and we communicate other ways. It's still there though. Yeah. It's just dormant. Just like. Yeah. You know, why do we have a tailbone? Why do we have an appendix? We're not really sure. There probably was a reason at one time. So. Yeah. But every breathing oh. animal on this planet, including trees, like you said, they all have intuition. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. Oh, my gosh. Wait. And there was something I was going to ask you about. Um when you said specifically, oh, about the level up. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. So like I've had three nights in a row with very interrupted sleep. And finally last night I said, I know you're doing work with me in my sleep, but Mm -hmm. tonight I can't do the psychic college. I need to just get rest to heal for my, um, Mm -hmm. my cult. And I woke up, I had the best sleep. I woke up, I felt so much better, but sometimes it's okay too during that level up time to just go, can we just take a pause? We need to take a snow day. I need to do that because I am like losing it. I need that rest. I'm going to do that. Yeah. You need a snow day for your, your gifts because You really are put here for um, a lot of reasons, and um, and I, I just think that you are already healing so many more people than you're even aware of, but I think it's going to get way bigger for you, and um, and I'll be saying, I knew her when. <laughs> <laughs> well, same. I mean, same thing. I mean, I know, and that's the thing, too, is there's room for everybody. This is another thing I want to talk about real quick, is there's room for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I'm not you. You're not me. There's nobody that's like no. anybody. And really, I don't feel competitive with other 
uh, intuitives. And even though, yes, it's good to grow our audience and get a lot of views because, because the reason I do that is because I want to get a lot of people to see what I do. Not because I'm trying to make millions of dollars. Trust me, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not even a no. hundred error. <laughs> Nothing error. Yeah. Uh, but, but the point being is, it's not about the views. It's not about that. And that's what I was accused oh. on that swing video. Oh, anybody will do anything to get 100,000 views or something. I'm like, no, it's Please. really not that. Because you know what? People can unsubscribe to watch me too. If they didn't like what I was doing, they don't yeah. have to watch me. Um, and so that's really where I'm coming from. Like I said, you, you know, your intention, and I said this to you, I think even in your reading, the intention is everything. And why are you doing this? Always go back. Why yeah. are you doing this? I'm not doing it to be famous. I'm not doing it to feed my ego. I'm doing it because I love to help people. And that's the bottom yep. darn line. And sometimes I don't charge people. If I feel like they really need a reading, like, you know, or, or I want to return a favor, I'll do a reading. And that's, you know, that's how it works. But it is an energy and it does take up my time. So yeah. there's nothing wrong. And that's another thing I want to say. If you want to charge for your abilities, if you're helping people, charge. If you're a mechanic, you're not going to work yeah. on someone's car for free. It's not about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's yeah. so... It's so absolutely true. And I thought that was, that really resonated from the reading is basically just keep coming back to it. It's almost like a touchstone. And it's so easy for me because the podcast, this podcast itself, it hasn't even been a year old yet and it has evolved. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's like bananas to me. Uh, In a lot of ways, it feels like it's a decade old, but it's like the focus changed because it was all started because my grief was so raw and um, I was almost addicted to this spiritual journey I was on because it just kept me close to my dad. And it's evolved out of that to just have this sense of wonder and curiosity about everything. And especially with everything going on in the world, it's like... My whole goal with this, and I, I, you know, you really touched upon it during the reading, which kind of was jaw dropping because part of me has been, you know, my husband's very successful. He has a really great business. And it's like, I don't have to worry about that end mm-hmm. of things, which is such a blessing. Yes. But I've always felt like I, I want to know that I could, you know, do it on my own. You know, you I've written books, I've done things. Sure. Sure. Yeah, but... But you just um, reminded me that actually just keep my core pursuit, which is transforming fear into curiosity. So I'm just trying to get people to take fear and ask a question about it and then make it something that they're curious about. And then pretty quickly, it turns into love. It Uh turns into interest. It turns Uh into something else that's not fear. And I feel like we need a lot more of that in the world. Right. And that's what I get a lot of people asking, like, aren't you scared? Um, I get startled for sure. I mean, believe me, every time something falls over or wraps itself around itself or wiggles something or flashes yeah. a light, I go, whoa, whoa, trip out, you know, like, but I'm not scared. <laughs> yeah. because I don't feel anything is nefariously trying to ruin my life. And I certainly, and then people say, you know, do you protect yourself? I don't really protect myself. What I do is I know that my energy is good enough that I repel negative stuff. Yeah. And I don't have yeah. to worry about being protected. Because I feel like when I say I'm protecting myself, I'm already expecting an attack. I don't do yeah. that. And that, again, is intentionalized, doesn't work for me. Just like when people say I'm blocked, yeah. I'm blocked. I say, please stop saying that word. Think about what that no. puts in your mind, block. It, it's a wall. Yeah. You know, and you keep saying it, you, you can't get past that wall. So yeah. there's psychology involved in it, too. I mean, there's a lot of, it, it's all inter, intermingled, but. Yeah, I think the other yeah. thing, you know, people want to be scared. I get that. That's why we have roller coasters, right? That's why, you know, yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> people like a spike in their energy. 
But what you were saying about it's only been a year, it's only been a year and a almost, I'm almost to the two year mark since I really took this seriously and started actually doing things on social media. It's only been a year since I actually was like doing live stuff pretty much. And, and I think as a psychic or an intuitive or a medium or whatever we are, light worker, dark worker, whatever time for us, because spirit doesn't have time. And because we use so much energy when we do these things, time seems longer than it is. Time is very un, un, unpredictable in my mind like 10 minutes could seem like an hour Mm -hmm. and 10 minutes can seem like a second sometimes depending on what's happening and I think everybody can agree that does intuitive work that a a year of intuitive work feels like a decade yeah and two years of intuitive work feels like when people say how long have you been doing this I feel like saying my entire life and in a sense yes because the journey is my entire life but really it's only been a couple of years but Wow. On the same thing, though, you can't sit there and say, because I didn't go to this guru and this master and this, you know, mentor that I'm any less talented than somebody else, because there's a lot of musicians that can't read a note of music and never took a lesson. And they're amazing. Right. So I don't think that necessarily quantifies. I think it's good to learn. And I always do. But I don't think taking classes necessarily quantifies somebody as being good at what they do. Yeah. Well, it, uh, and there, that's my pet peeve is, is, is spiritual gatekeeping. Yep. I, I love you because you share with people, you know, you do, everybody has abilities. You have the ability to remember what your abilities are. That's where it starts and then go from there. But it's like, there's, I, I feel like the time has passed for spiritual gatekeeping. I don't think it ever should have been a thing, but it, um, we can call it out and say, there's no room for that. It, um, we need everybody to kind of get on board. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting ugly on social media. There's a lot of backfighting going on and competitiveness and you, know, you should never let a medium tell you this. You never do this. No. The only time I ever say things like that is when I feel like someone's going to get harmed. You know, like, for example, you have yeah. a curse on you. Give me a hundred, you know, hundred dollars so I can take that right. curse off you. Things like that, I feel are really unfair practices and it bothers me. Because yeah. I don't want people to, to take their well-earned money or even if they're broke and they're scraping together a hundred bucks that they should be using for groceries to ask for a curse yeah. to be removed that was never there, you know? And so... I really try to help people help themselves and use discernment because I don't want to see anybody get ripped off, you know, and I, and I think that's no. really, but it's also not my job to get on there and, and make video after video shaming other intuitives and psychics. It's right. not my job. And I see a lot of that no, happening exactly. and I'm really trying to get away from it. Good. Oh, because that's not, you're, um, you're definitely, um, about the lightness, the joy, the love, the healing and all that arsenal energy. It just, I don't know. I, I play into that too. Sometimes I'm like, Ooh, arsenal energy comes out and I'm like, that is not my role. Spirit smacks me down and says that is not what you're supposed to be doing or being. So I only say that as a sister, sister in that with you. Be an example of what you want. And that way people see it and they look up to you and they follow you because you're doing what, what feels right to them. Um, but yeah, the shaming yeah. thing and the, even shaming the person who's being read, you know, because maybe they ask a question that's a little, a little uncomfortable to answer, not something I want to answer. I try to make sure I don't make them feel bad for asking the question, but I explain to them why I won't answer certain questions. And that's been a thing lately too. Yeah. That's come up a lot. Wow. You know, like they, oh, they, they say, well, you shouldn't filter spirit. If they tell you something, you should absolutely say it. 
I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> Sometimes you have That's, to say, is this yeah. going to be helpful to the person or harmful? You know, you tell somebody, right. oh, you know, your best friend's going to get in a car accident next Friday. How does that help somebody? Could they prevent it? Well, maybe, but oh, maybe. you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and ultimately it goes back to that free will and you Mm -hmm. having these gifts does not mean that you've signed your whole soul contract over to some force that's an entity, this thing that isn't you. You have free will overall to use your discernment and you're, you're listening to your intuition. You have been beautifully for the last couple of years. And um, so it's not steering you wrong. So I think yeah. that's pretty cool. I applaud well, you for that. Yeah. But one of the other things I do, I don't know if you noticed when I read uh, for you, uh, I have a thing called sage. You're welcome to use and I, I'm trademarking um, spirits, ancestors, yeah. guides, and energies. And I say that a lot while I'm shuffling. Um, and yeah. to me, that's purifying the space as I'm going and also summoning them to come through. So it's sage, S-A-G-E. Spirits, ancestors, guides, and energy. Okay. And what I also yep. do is my intention, if you hear me, I'll say, I'm only looking for information that will help her moving forward in her journey. Only information that is supportive and gives her the tools to work with the energies that are in her life right now. That's what I say. So generally, spirit won't say things to me that are that are things that I have to go, ooh, should I say that? Now, if I have a spirit that's being insistent about something, even after I keep saying that and telling them, I don't want to know things that are harmful or scary or you know, going to freak them out or they can't do anything about Sometimes they will push a particular thing that's unpleasant, but nine times out of 10, when I say, okay, I'm going to tell them because you keep pushing me, they're glad I said it. So I have to trust oh, that. Oh, wow. It's only happened yep. a few times, but it, I trust it. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's amazing. I'm just so grateful you came on Curious Cat for an entire episode. Oh, I'm grateful and, um, <laughs> Oh, I I will have, like I said, I'm going to also add the links to your YouTube um, in the show notes. So all people can find those all there, but, um, uh, what's the most recent thing that you've been teaching or rolling out that you want to share with people before we close? Well, I've been experimenting with a few things that seem to be going well. First of all, I've been doing the finder of lost things. I don't know if you've seen that lately. Uh, I've started viewing lost items. And I've had quite a bit of success. I can't say I'm 100% right most of the time, but probably it's about 60% right. But the, And I do it through my life. That's good. People say I lost my grandmother's ruby ring. I don't know where it is. I focus in. I do that little method I told you, and I usually can give them a good idea where it is. And the fun part about it is I'm very specific. So it's not like I just say, oh, it's in the bottom of your jewelry box. You know, I mean, sometimes that is the case. But yeah. it can be very, I, I'll say yeah. like, I see a gym locker, you know, or I see, you know, a street called Elm or something, you know, or whatever it is. I'm very yeah. clear. But the cool part is oftentimes they'll go to look for the item. And even though it's not where I said, as they're going to look for it, they find it near that area oh, or as they're looking in that area, they come across it. So it's worked out really well. And I just actually posted a testimonial. A girl came on and said, I can't find my Fitbit. And I said, it's in your gym bag. <laughs> and sure enough. <laughs> She found it. She got right back on the line and said, you're right. It was in my gym bag. Like I could see it, you know? And so that's been an exciting, I was kind of afraid to do it, but I've been doing it more. And as I do it more, it's becoming a thing. So I've been doing that. And I've also started doing what I call supper with a psychic. And so when I get home from my day of doing readings all day, because I have all these ex- extremely exciting stories, because literally every time I go work, it's, it's insane. And I come home and I talk to, you know, uh, the person who makes me dinner and we have this long conversation. I tell this person everything that happened. And so 
one day I realized I'm forgetting them after I tell the story. So I thought, well, I'll start recording it. Well, in doing so, the person said, well, why don't you broadcast this and let them hear you tell the stories? You don't have to show me, show yourself. And you yeah. can tell the stories and then it's recorded and you can upload it later. So they're uploaded on YouTube. I mean, they're not always terribly exciting, but, uh, you know, as far as watching an entire live, but the stories are there for sure. And then the other yeah. thing that's been happening lately, which I've been excited about, again, back to the thing about the swing video. Um, I've also had a lot of orbs showing up in my videos, not even knowing they're there sometimes. And on my lives, people are seeing them. And I, I see them all the time. And you guys are seeing them all the time. And if you go on my YouTube, there's, and you watch, there's one specific one where I was doing mediumship. The whole topic was mediumship. There were orbs all over the place. You can't miss them. They're everywhere. So that's another thing I'm excited about that I'm catching that on camera and people are seeing it. I, I couldn't uh. recreate it. And you can slow the film down and you can see it that it's not a flashlight. It's not a bug <laughs> because it moves like a wow. spaceship. It goes very fast. Sometimes it wobbles around. Sometimes and it seems to shoot out of the same areas behind me. I have pictures of my relatives behind me. I don't know if it's them. I'm not sure what the energy is, but it comes through a lot. So that's the other thing that's been kind of cool lately I've been excited about. And I'm kind of feeling like maybe that's part of my mission is to get evidence so people can see it. I, I It seems to be a recurring theme. And, yeah. you know, no matter what, I hope people um, will hit the links and get familiar with you on socials. Yay. And if they feel comfortable, they're in for a treat if they have a reading. Um, uh, uh, you're something special. You betcha. And anytime, I'm happy to do it for you again and have me on anytime you want. Thank you for listening to Curious Cat. If you like the content, be sure to like and review us on your favorite listening app. Huge thanks to my art director and audio engineer. If you're in need of those services, please find their links in the show notes. Curious Cat is lacing up their hiking boots this spring. We'll be exploring the rumor-riddled Cascade Mountain Range, a land of fire and ice. From Sasquatch to UFOs to remote viewing to bottomless pits to unexplained missing persons. If you have any supernatural experiences from Cascadia, drop us an email at curious underscore cat underscore podcast at iCloud.com and your story might be featured on a future episode. Look for Cascadia episodes on your regular Curious Cat feed this spring. Original art by Nora's Unnamed Photos and music by Aiden Connors. Until next time, stay curious. I love you. (laughs) 